You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Buchanan, with Julian Edlow, who is also a host. He's a co-host. We're all both hosts. We're just going to talk about all football in this upcoming show. We have a really packed show, by the way. We have a couple of interviews we're going to get to. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Johnny Avello is going to be on usual Monday. I'm actually going to join Johnny Avello for this segment, my first time. Uh, MLB Network is done, so now I am readily available uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. Usually we release on Monday, but a little schedule conflicts pushed us to Tuesday, October 26th, about 12 in the afternoon, a little before that, uh, recording this segment here. Julian, how are you feeling, my dude? I don't think Johnny's going to like you. We had a good thing going. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not very liked across the industry. So that's just kind of like the shit that I that I stick to. So unlikable. Steve Buchanan. Yeah. Happen to join Johnny Avello, but uh, odds are coming up. We also are talking to the man who won that massive parlay uh, back in week seven, $1.3 million. We'll get, get his insight on that as well. And then, of course, we're going to go over the board a little bit for week eight. A little kind of a quick look here, but of course, we'll get a deeper dive on Thursday. So let's start with one of our favorite segments, Cash It or Trash It, going over some of our bets from week seven. I'll just start off right off the bat here. Uh, Packers love that line, even though it got a little too high for my liking on Sunday, got as high as uh, eight and a half. I believe it ended up closing at eight, but that really wasn't an issue either way. The Packers absolutely had a handle on that game. Uh, that was one of my favorite plays on the week. Really uh, no sweat on that one there. And so hopefully you got on that a little bit earlier, but really didn't end up mattering. They uh, were able to cover uh, easily in that game. Yeah, uh, Green Bay got through there. It was interesting because Washington did well, you know, yardage-wise. That game was won on turnovers, specifically at the goal line for, for Washington. Sloppy stuff. And now we have the Packers on the short week. No Devonta Adams. COVID concerns. That's yeah. something we'll, we'll talk about for, for week eight. You want to talk about a line moving a lot of points for a wide receiver. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it was the Packers-Patriots tease for me. Yeah, teasers continue to crush. That's just the sweet spot for me, for us. Um, getting those touchdownish favorites down to the money line, and once again, like we're giving ourselves value because if you money line parlay the Packers yeah. and Patriots, it's like minus one eighty five, and you're just laying a couple of points, saying just you know Patriots win by two or more, Packers win by a field goal or more, and we're fine at minus 120 and saving that juice on the losses, which the yeah. losses have been rare for us on these teasers, right? Is everything. So 
I mean, Patriots convincingly get it done against the Jets, but the Jets are just the Jets. So I, I don't know what that means moving forward. But yeah, not that great of a teaser week coming up in week eight. No. Um, but what this meant to me is really just looking back on my season of bets, so much profit from teasers and picking sides and totals is just, it doesn't work. It is what it is. It's a coin flip. So I'm going to try and, especially with basketball here, and I'm giving out more basketball plays, I'm really going to focus in on keeping it tighter, keeping it to the teasers, um, playing them for higher units. In and basketball. I really have to like, I really have to like a play to pick a side or a total um, to finish out this NFL season. Are you talking about teasing uh, NBA plays as well? No. Do Okay. Thanks for bringing that up. Do not tease basketball. There's no, okay, that's what I was, that's why I was confused. <laughs> Do not tease basketball. I'm, I'm just saying for football, now that I have, you know, more volume going with basketball, yeah. I know that the six point teasers in NFL have been working and other plays have just been met. So to finish things out, I'm really going to try and focus on those six point NFL teasers yep. and kind of leave the rest alone, less volume in NFL, more night to night volume in NBA. Uh, just real quick to a uh, friend of the show, Joe Osborne over on Odd Shark uh, posted on his Twitter page earlier. Some of the best teams that have uh, on the closing line with the teasers, uh, three yeah. teams are perfect on those teasers. Dallas six and oh Cardinals seven and oh, and the Bengals who are just an ATM for me this season, at least seven and oh on those six point teasers. So make sure to uh, kind of keep that little nugget in your head there uh, real quick too, to speaking of the Bengals, they have the benefit of playing the jets this week. We just talked about how bad the jets are. Uh, that, that line has moved up to the jets minus nine and a half against the Jets. Bengals. My Bengals minus nine and a half, obviously. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, plus of course. nine and a half. Right. I know you said the other, um, if you want to give me Bengals plus nine and a half, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> the over the summer, the look-ahead line for this game, I think, was Bengals minus one. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, it was Bengals minus three and a half. Yep. Last week, it was Bengals minus six and a half. Yep. Now here we are with the Bengals moving towards double digits. It's, it's can't even tease it because it goes to three and a half. Like, there's not right. that much of a point. Um, right. This could be a money line parlay week, a heavy money line, favorite money line parlay week. You know, I'll get dirty and bet these big favorites and try and get back some even money on, on a pretty large combination. But yeah, not as good as the two team teasers. Um, let's trash it real quick. I guess my trash it, you know, about an hour before kickoff, I added to my best bets article. Um, one play, I had my big play on the teaser. I was like, "Ah, let me get something else in. What do I do? Chiefs team total over 31. Good Lord. What is going on? Uh, they scored 31 against Washington on the road last the previous week. They had 35 on the road against Baltimore. They had 40 something in their other road game against I forget who. Shut out in the first half, 27 nothing. There's only three points in the game in the second half. A Chiefs field goal down 27 nothing. Patrick Mahomes looks awful. That offense looks awful. Um, Chiefs look ahead was 13 against the Giants. Now it's what, nine and a half, 10. I can't lay the points with the Chiefs, even at home on Monday no. night football against the Giants. Uh, the Chiefs are in a weird place. Still minus 200 to make the playoffs at three and four. Um, the same record as the Patriots at this stage. The, the top of the board in the AFC, just a, a bunch of powerhouses. Bengals, Raiders, Titans are the top three seeds in the AFC if the playoffs started today. <laughs> um, trash my Chiefs team total 
probably my biggest miss. I missed by 28 points, probably my yeah. biggest miss of the season. Um, and just trash the chiefs until further notice. Um, just a quick note on that too, because we know the total on that was absolutely absurd. I think it closed at 59. I think it, it was either 59 yeah. or 58 and a half. Regardless. You want to hear a bad beat real quick. The Titans team total was 27 and a half. They scored 27 oh. at halftime and didn't score again. That's amazing. But I think it closed at 59. There was 29 total points in this game. I'm oh, sorry. It's 30 total 30. points in this game. So if it did close at 59, which I believe it did, it was either 59 or 58 and a half. This basically missed though by about 29 points. That is absolutely insane because you know, that, that line was at, you know, uh, 57, then it went up to 58. Like it, the, the money was just continuously coming in on the over. So, and you know, maybe we can even throw this at Johnny Avella later. I don't know uh, if we can or not, but like, you know, did well on the under, I, I'm sorry. On anybody who took the over on that game, not even close on that one we're gonna ask, i mean we're gonna ask them about the chiefs and you know how you price them moving forward we can ask them we can ask them about how how you set those totals on the chiefs because this offense is is all over the place uh my quick trash it here uh you guys kind of poo-pooed on the bet on the show so hopefully everybody listened to the poo-pooiness um but panthers against the giants yeah. i mean the panthers ended up uh benching Sam Darnold in that game. I mean, that was, that was one of the biggest shot. I think that was a bigger shock to me than them just, you know, looking as bad as they did. Now the consensus is, and they said this after the game that Sam Darnold is still their starting quarterback moving forward, but that is not a good sign that they're benching Sam Darnold for, for XFL legend, PJ Walker. (laughs) Three weeks ago, everybody was like, Oh, maybe take the value on Sam Darnold MVP. Now it's all right. Can we get Deshaun Watson for three firsts? Right. <laughs> right. It, it, it's amazing the turnaround that this team has taken after, you know, really looking good in the first three weeks of the season. But, you know, consider the competition that they were facing. Um, you know, I think that's just going to be something to watch because, like, the, the reason for benching Darnold was that they wanted to generate a spark, supposedly. I don't know about you, but I think that says more about Sam Darnold's play than wanting to quote unquote generate a spark. Like, you know, if the Patriots were down, you know, big when Tom Brady's here, would Bill Belichick bench Tom Brady to generate a spark? Like, no. I mean, I don't, there was that game we're on to Cincinnati where they got blown out Monday night or Sunday night in Kansas city and Garoppolo played the last half of the fourth quarter that can, I mean, that's just like game out of reach thing. And you bench your, your valuable. But that game wasn't out of reach for the Panthers. You got three points. Try something. I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I I mean, so, so, so there was that. So that was, that was an easy, you know, trash. Like that was over when the whistle was, when the coin flip happened, basically, that's how it looked. (laughs) Uh, The Panthers just no life there. And obviously the loss of Christian McCaffrey is rearing its ugly head way more than I think people are uh, giving it credit for. So the Panthers for now, that's another team where it's just going to keep them on the board for a while moving forward. You just can't trust them there. So um, uh, looking at the board for week eight now, um, you already mentioned this is not going to be a teaser week. A lot of really close spreads. We talked about how, how absurd, absurd some of the spreads were for last week. Much tighter uh, this week. A lot of threes, a lot of fours on the board for this week. Obviously, we'll see some movement as the week goes on. Two of the biggest favorites on this slate, the Bills minus 14 against the Dolphins and then the Rams minus 14, who are also one of those teams 
that were in the double digits of spreads last week did not cover against the uh, the Lions. The Lions came out firing last week. Yeah, I mean, the Lions are a scary team. I still feel good about my under five wins at plus money. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get to five and, and push me there. But And their live win total, their in-season win total is two and a half. That you could maybe interest me in the over because they play at this point fearless like you come out against the rams and it's just fake punt fake field goal onside kick fake punts twice right maybe that's a little (laughs) bit of golf revenge like wanting to get the win in la but the the all the favorites got there the patriots won and covered the packers won and covered the cardinals won and covered and the bucks Bucks. won and covered massively so all five won if you use them as parlay pieces the uh the Rams are the only one not to get there um, on the cover, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Johnny about. But, yeah, let's start with Thursday night football really quick because this is an interesting one. The 7-0 and Cardinals, who you mentioned are undefeated as a teaser leg, mm-hmm. three-point favorites against the Packers. Then Devontae Adams tests positive for COVID. He's – I mean, I don't see how he can play. He has to produce I don't two believe negatives. he can. Maybe he's vaccinated and he can produce two negatives before the game. I, I don't see that happening. Um, so for a wide receiver, three point jump all the way to Cardinals minus six, I think that bakes in maybe that green Bay now has to ha- have protocols all week where masks all around the building. We'll see if anybody else yeah. tests positive, um, and is ruled out, but suddenly do the Cardinals become a teaser leg? I just don't know what to tease them with. Yeah. Um, they should win at home I or is the value now green Bay getting six? And Rogers still be, being able to make something happen with the weapons he does have. I, I I just can't go against the Cardinals at all. Like they just look so good from you know every part of their game. So now you're telling me that the Packers, who were you know pretty thin at wide receiver to begin with, are lose is potentially losing their top guy. I mean, there's you know where are they going to beat them? I mean, it's really going to be you know a lot of Aaron Jones in this game. So you know. The under is probably in play for me here in this one. Uh, if the Packers are trying to slow this game down and try to keep Kyler Murray off the field as much as possible and use, you know, Aaron Jones a lot, but uh, I just, I, I can't get on the Packers side here, even at, you know, for teasing the plus 12. I mean, it's a great number. It's a great number, but I, I definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't feel good about it. I'd rather just take the Cardinals to win, right? And then just figure out the second piece after that. But the problem is the second piece is what is the second piece? Like none of the numbers are really, you know, if you, unless you want to take one of these double digits down, but then you're still over a touchdown at that point. Right. So this may be a piece where if I want the Cardinals, I, it's a rare one where I don't go teaser and go to a money line parlay. And it could be a cross sport one. Like if anything in the next few nights jumps to you in NBA, you put a, a, a big favorite in the NBA um, with a Cardinals money line. Like for example, another one is I don't like DraftKings is a really good money line price on the Bengals at the jets. I think a lot of places are four fifty to 500 DraftKings as of Tuesday afternoon, still hanging the minus 400 there. Mm. A Cardinals Bengals money line parlay is minus minus one thirty three. That's not awful. Um, let me look at the NBA board on Tuesday. The Warriors are the big favorite, I think. Hey, real quick, would you thunder. would you maybe take the Chargers at that point? Because they're I don't want to touch that. I don't want to touch that game. Um, I think the Patriots are still bad and just got a fluky win over the Jets, but that was a momentum win. Like they tried to hang yeah. the fifty four points on purpose to carry something 
um, yeah. to carry something into the rest of the season. So we'll see if the, the Chargers game is going to be a stay away from me. Well, what we'll about, but, but, but what about taking the Patriots to 12 then? I don't want, it wouldn't shock me if the Chargers blew out the Patriots. The Patriots yeah. aren't that good. It also right. wouldn't shock me if the Patriots compete in that game. So right. I, I don't know. I need to, I need to see that game. Remember, I don't remember the score, but remember last year, the Patriots went to LA and blew the Chargers out. Right. That like 41 to nothing type of blowout. Yep. Um, new coach Herbert's developed. I don't know. I, I'm not touching that Patriots Chargers game. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I will say. So like, here's another game I want nothing to do with. I, I would say there's probably some value on the Colts one and a half point dogs plus money on the money line at home against the Titans in a huge divisional game. But I am invested in Titans to make the playoffs Titans to win the division Colts to miss the playoffs. Me too. I don't need to bet a dollar on that game. And that's like my biggest game of the week. Yeah. So I'm a Titans fan in that game. I kind of lean to the Colts, which is scary. Maybe I'll put a little bit on the Colts. Um, that's a big game for me without having to bet a dollar on the actual game. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm very heavily invested in Colts missing the playoffs. You and I got that at the same time when Carson Wentz had the, um, uh, was it an ankle or he's had so many injuries already. I can't keep up. That was Whatever. when he, no, he had something else more serious elbow or shoulder before yeah. the double ankles, whatever it was, he was back in no time. And that was very frustrating. <laughs> 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 back sooner um, than he should have been <laughs> this board man like i'm scrolling through this board and it's pretty gross it's pretty bad it really is know. like i think the saints at home four and a half point dogs will be a sharp side yeah their defense is bad good, but... no their defense is good the saints Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the top of the box. My bad. Sorry. No, no, no. So I don't, Jameis can maybe get something deep there. Saints defense is good. I don't, that's either bucks or pass for me. Like, I don't see it on this board, but I do see the favorites winning. So like, I don't, this is so dumb, but like you put the Bengals, the bills and the Rams together on money lines and DraftKings has good prices on the money lines. I'll just say that like, the Rams are minus a fat Rams and bills are minus a thousand in shops. They're minus seven twenty and minus eight fifty. The Bengals are up to minus 500 other places. DraftKings says minus 400. If you put those three together, you're at minus minus one sixty nine on a money line parlay. Like Johnny and I were laughing on odds are last week when I was talking about putting together Packers, um, Packers, Rams, Bucks. And who was the other big one? The Cardinals. But it all it all came through. Like I don't see the Jets, Dolphins, or Texans winning any of these games. So like, right? You know, we're going way back to the panel B days with Alex Jankowski on the podcast, the heavy favorites money line parlay. Mm. This could be a week for it. You get some college in there. Like maybe the other one is like Georgia. Georgia's playing against Florida. Georgia's not going to lose that game. Let me pull them up. Real quick, too, a uh, quick note on the Saints. There is a chance that Michael Thomas is active for this game. I don't care. Well, I don't care. He's not going to be healthy enough to yeah, concern me, I would say. <clears throat> so if you add Georgia minus 600 against Florida to the three big NFL favorites, minus 118. I tweeted out earlier in the week with Ohio State in it that it gets you even money. Ohio State, 18 and a half point favorites hosting Penn State. But the money lines are coming down on these other ones. I don't even think you need to. So those four teams, that might 
like big favorites. That might be a play for me this week. We'll yep. we'll discuss on Thursday. Yeah, we'll get more into this on Thursday. Obviously, the board will hopefully look a little bit different because um, you know we talk about getting some of these values on some of the early lines, which right now it almost kind of feels like a wait and see approach. So when we uh, come back for another episode in about 48 hours from now, as we mentioned, we're recording this Tuesday afternoon. We'll take a look at the board then with a guest as always, and uh, we'll just give our plays from there. But as of right now, this is an ugly looking board. So we might be uh, kind of holding back a couple of days here and see what uh, kind of pans out with injuries and how the board moves a little bit. Okay. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. Johnny Avello odds are my first edition of odds are with Johnny Avello. Julian Edla will ask him some of the questions about DraftKings Sportsbook from this past week and this upcoming week, maybe even a little world series here talk as well. So stay tuned for that. All right, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Odds Are with Johnny Avello. As you would expect, the director of race and sportsbook operations, Johnny Avello, joins me as usual. However, the special guest all of a sudden this week, a co-host actually showed up to his own podcast. Steve Buchanan (laughs) is here for his first Odds Are with Johnny Avello segment. So, Steve, I feel like I need to welcome you in first. I mean, I, I, I watch my own podcast. I'm always jealous that I'm not a part of these segments. But here we are, on to week eight, finally getting to join. Lovely. And Johnny, welcome. Happy uh, happy NFL week eight. Thank you. And uh, Steve, I'd like to welcome you to Jer- uh, Julian and my segment. Thank you. <laughs> yes, well done. All right, let's get down to business. Another wild week in the NFL. I say that every week when we open. The five big favorites did all win. The Cardinals, the Bucks, the Patriots, the Packers, and the Rams. However, the Lions did pull the cover in that one. But if you had the big money line parlay, it did get through, as we kind of talked about last week. Um, Lions jump out to that quick start, playing with no fear in L.A. They're going to be a weird team to deal with down the stretch. Um, but last week, we spoke about all these huge favorites. So how did the book wind up doing in these games? And were there many five-leg or four-leg money line parlays that got through? The money line parlay uh, betters did well on those games, but they laid some pretty huge numbers. And when you lay those type of numbers, you know, your payoffs not going to come back uh, any large amount. So uh, we actually like that type of action. Um, and but the reason we didn't get totally carried out was the, you know, the Ravens losing. Uh, so that helped us early. And then we were able to uh, to eke out a win. But it was it's been a couple of tough w- weekends in a row with this NFL. And, you know, that's not unusual. I've been through this before. We just keep yep. doing what we do and, you know, hopefully it normalizes. So we had uh, plenty of underdogs last week, not just cover, but pull off some pretty convincing victory victories. Uh, the Giants got a 25 to three home win over the Panthers as three point dogs. The Colts got it done in a really sloppy game as the trendy dog against the San Francisco 49ers Bengals, Like you just mentioned, dominated the Ravens on the road as six point dogs. And then of course, Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs were just absolute no shows falling 27 to three to the Titans only getting halfway to that total, which just continuously kept going up uh, during the week and even on, on Sunday. So how did the book do on these games? Obviously, you know, not looking to get underdogs to win here, but there was a lot of victories last week. The Giants worked out well. Uh, we mentioned the Ravens, although we did have some Bengal money on the point spread. Uh, Chiefs was a bad game for us. It, it seemed, <laughs> it really seemed everyone saw the Titans clearly as the right side. Um, 
And, you know, and it was similar circumstances in that Sunday night football game as we actually got hammered on the Colts. A line drop from 49ers minus five closed at three and a half. So, uh, yeah, the, the, when I say seeing clearly, the players are doing that right now. And then just following up on, on the Chiefs real quick here, I mean, what do you do with this team right now? They host the Giants on Monday Night Football next week. The number was 13. Now it's down to nine and a half. And, you know, rightfully so with how bad the Chiefs look here. What, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, they, you know, it, it went back up a tick. We hit nine and a half. Now it's back up to 10. I dropped them two points on my power rating. And that's quite substantial at this time of the year. Um, but you'll also see them at 14 to one to win a Super Bowl, 13 yeah. to two, which is plus 650 to win the conference. And those are numbers we haven't seen in quite a few years. I mean, one one more quick follow up on the Chiefs. They're three and four. They seem to be falling apart. And they're my I think minus 200 last I checked. I didn't check this morning, but minus 200 to make the playoffs. Wow. So we still think they're going to get there. I wouldn't count them out yet. Um, you know, they still have the quality players. Their defense looks terrible right now. <laughs> but when you look at the overall conference, you know, it's it's still a possibility that they're going to, you know, win that thing. So, uh, you know, who is – if it's not them, who is going to win? Is the Raiders? Yeah, possibility. Is it the Chargers? Is it Denver? Yes, possibilities. But no no one looks like they're going to run away. So I wouldn't put them uh, – I wouldn't put them in that, you know, bottom of the basket yet. And then looking forward to week eight in the NFL, we've got some monster favorites again, the Bills, the Rams, the Bengals, and Chiefs. Which games have taken the most early money here, and which numbers do you expect to move the most uh, when we get to Sunday? Well, you're going to continue to see big chalk when the Texans, Dolphins, and the Jets play a good team, as well as a few others. Uh, Bills have taken some money, moved from 11 up to 14. You know, when I look at that game, that one could come back a tick as, you know, this is an AFC East contest game. So I could see that one maybe coming back just a bit. Uh, The Rams are at 14. They're probably going to move to 14 and a half or 15 by game time. Uh, Bengals are up to nine and a half and approaching 10 on the road at the Jets. Now, that's a game where the Sharps may look to play the Jets if they get the right number. Um, And the Chiefs will probably you know, go north of 10 by the time that thing's all said and done. I will not be looking to be on the sharp side of that Jets game. Me neither. Uh, At this point (laughs) in time, you cannot get me there. But sticking with the Bengals theme for a second, Jamar Chase, he's a top five pick, but he was a long shot to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, mostly due to how strong this quarterback class, five of them in the top 15 picks, were perceived to be. So the quarterbacks have been pretty underwhelming, maybe besides arguably Mac Jones, but he's got a losing record in New England. He's still plus 450 on the board. Chase has gone all the way up from this long shot to plus 120, the favorite by a mile. Um, What is the handle on him like at different prices along the way? And how does the book do if Chase goes on to win the award? Because he's on pace for all these rookie receiving records. Um, but I imagine you have all these Trevor Lawrence tickets, Fields tickets, Jones tickets um, along the way. You know, Chase is, is well on pace to get this done. Yeah, he is. Uh, the guy's got 35 catches so far, 21 yards average per catch, six TDs. And he seems to have big games against the top teams in the league. Um, and, and the we, Bengals are winning, by the way, the top seed in the AFC East as we record. 
Or sorry, the AFC winning. overall. We've taken some money on him coming down the ladder at different interval prices, but we also moved this on air too. And what I mean by that is as a player does well, we move, we adjust the lines without taking a bet. And so some of that is, yeah, some of those prices, uh, some people have got some lucrative numbers and some, uh, you know, we've taken it down on our own. Now you ask how we do on who maybe somebody else will win like quarterback. I would tell you if Trey Lance wins, we'll do really well. (laughs) <laughs> all right well he's gonna have to get on the field if he wants to right. um let's move to the college football field here and go over a couple of things um i want to talk about oklahoma how do you handle a team like oklahoma they're eight and oh but they are a sloppy eight and oh um squeaking by they're shut out at kansas 10 nothing in the first half they score 35 in the first in the second half they get there. They almost don't. It takes a couple of miraculous plays. Um, now you've got them. This is a team that had the preseason Heisman favorite, who's now benched for another quarterback. They're 20-point home favorites against Texas Tech. I know Texas Tech canned their coach this week. who They already pushed their win total in half the season. They're firing coaches. And Oklahoma is minus 230, I believe, to win the Big 12 title game. How do you handle a team like this? who is still there technically with all the wins, but you know, something's going to come undone at some point being a 20 point favorite against a, you know, trendy Texas tech team who's done well early and a minus two thirty in the conference title game. Escaping and winning. That's the theme for Oklahoma. Uh, they definitely have a few tough games left. Uh, even at, after Texas, they got to play fourth rank, uh, four ranked teams, right? They got to play Baylor, Iowa state, and then uh, Oak State. And uh, those teams are all behind them in the conference with one loss, but they're gonna be a favorite in each of those matchups. Now, remember this, Julian, since Khalid Williams has taken over, the team has responded and are getting better. Uh, I think they feel more confident they could win. Now you say they're gonna come apart at the seams at some point, and maybe they will, but um, when you win some of these games where you don't score against Kansas in the first half and then you, rally to win the game and kind of, you know, maybe they were going into that game uh, thinking it was going to be a cupcake and, you know, had to respond late. So, you know, they, they're, they're going to be favorites moving forward in a lot of games. That's why they are the conference fa- uh, favorite. I have them at minus 130 to win the Big 12 So from preseason. So I hope they get there. I'm just, I'm concerned, but given the current number, I, I guess I have some decent value. Um, let's go to a team that is not going to be cashing many futures tickets in any way. And that is Clemson, who is now four and three, oh, and seven against the spread. Huge disappointment. Um, betting unders has been insanely profitable with them. This trend that I found, I don't know if this matches up perfectly to DraftKings Sportsbook closing lines, but I saw this on Twitter. If you have bet against Clemson and taken the first quarter, first half and full game under in every game this season, you have gone 32, three, and two on those bets. What goes into setting the number for Clemson right now on the spread and the total? Yeah, you know, Clemson's a different team than the Clemson's I'm used to booking. Uh, you know, Davil's got his hands full this year, and I bet you he can't wait for this season to end. Uh, last week, you know, they, they were, we opened them a favorite. Uh, then Pittsburgh got pushed to a substantial favorite. So the betters are just all over against this team right now. So we're power ratings wise. We've, you know, we've dropped them quite a bit. They're not even in our you know top 20 right now. 
All right, switching gears over to the World Series, which gets underway tonight as we're recording this uh, Tuesday, October 26th. The Astros get there. Keep that quarter million macker bet alive. The Braves have continuously shocked all throughout the playoffs, being underdogs in both series, but they are here in the World Series. What's the handle like on the World Series? I assume the book is needing Atlanta to win this one. Come from behind once again in terms of the favorite in the series. Baseball betting has been good all year. Playoffs betting has been great. And now we're into the World Series and uh, the numbers so far look, you know, very promising. Maybe to shatter any of our series that we've done in the past. They do like Houston for both game one and the series. These numbers have both gone up. The series price now elevated up to about a buck 50. Um, They were also betting the player prop matchups. They do like these prop matchups we put up. You know, pitcher matchup, most hits, most total base matchups. So we got a lot of content up on the World Series this year. Just, just real quick follow up on that. Are you surprised that people keep, you know, fading the Braves despite them, you know, continuously overcoming all the uh, the odds and being underdogs consistently? I'm not, Steve, because when you look at the matchups for these two teams, I mean, Houston sure. actually has the better team on the field, right? Uh, and Houston has. I would say probably a little bit of edge in pitching. Uh, what we've seen so far from Houston is, uh, you know, games that they go out and hammer teams, whereas the Braves, that's not their style. The Braves style is, you know, to, to eke out a win somehow, maybe even late. So, um, you know, anything could happen in the World Series, but, you know, we Houston is the favorite in this for a reason. Every, I think everybody's looking at it the same way. All right, before we get you out of here, Johnny, uh, NBA also about a week in the books. Number one, how has the early handle been on NBA? And number two, just a few games in, which NBA teams are making losing the book the most money? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, baskets. Baskets always do well for us at you know DraftKings. It's it's one of our top offerings. Uh, the teams that uh, Bulls are costing us a few shekels. Uh, you know, with their 4-0 start. There you go. <laughs> raise, raise your All hand the there, Julian. Yeah. And the Pistons and Thunders haven't won a game or covered a number yet. So that would be a couple of bad teams on the opposite end. I've bet on the Bulls three times so far. I have the Bulls over 43 and a half wins. I'm feeling good. I like the Bulls. So I'm glad that you went there. Um, all right. That is an episode of Odds Are with Johnny Avello. Um, and Steve Buchanan was was glad enough to join us. <laughs> I'll be here throughout the rest of the season. So I'm I'm here, baby. Let's go. Um, All right. Well, now um, Johnny knows about this. If you're a fan of people winning $1.3 million on a parlay, we talk to that better on this podcast. We are going to have you listen to that right now. All right, well, welcome back. As promised throughout the show, we are talking to another big winner from last week over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, we're talking to Marco Pomonti, who put a $30,000 bet on a four-pick parlay that ended with the Browns defeating the Broncos last week on Thursday Night Football. The Browns win. Marco walks away with a cool $1.3 million. Marco, my man, thank you for joining the pod, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Happy to be here, guys. All right, so let's break down your, your betting slip here. You place a four-leg parlay, a money line yep. parlay, that included two NBA bets, the Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings. 
a college football bet, but on Appalachian State. And then finally, the Browns bet on Thursday night football. That was the only one that wasn't plus money was the Browns. So can you take us through how you got through the rest of your first three money line picks? All right. So here's how it all went. That day I started, I was, you know, I'm a big Bulls fan. I'm a homer on them. So I'm watching the Bulls game. I end up betting them live. I'm like, they're going to come back and win. Like, no way they lose. Um, they came back. They won against the Pistons that night. It was kind of an ugly game. Um, I won I won 62 grand. It was a lot of money. I was like, oh, shit. Like, thank you, Bulls. Like, awesome. Great start. Um, so I said, okay, I'm going to roll this whole thing into one big parlay. I decided to only do half, <laughs> but uh, that's what led me. And I looked at all the NBA games that day and all the favorites were winning. And I was like, you know what? I don't think, I don't think Portland's good enough to be favored by that much. I love Lillard. I love CJ. I'm going to take the Kings and De'Aaron Fox. And then uh, I looked at Denver playing Phoenix and I was like, Denver got slapped last year by Phoenix. I'm like, they're going to want to win. I'm like, without their Jamal Murray or not, they're going to want to win tonight. So I bet them on a hunch, both those teams. And then Appalachian State, the whole country was on Coastal Carolina. Um, when the whole country's on one side, I want to be on the other. So that's kind of how I made those three picks. All right. A combination of gut plays and sharp plays right there. I guess <laughs> you, nailed, you nailed all three dogs. So that worked. Yeah. Um, all right. So you, you get those three plus money plays um, in theory, the three hard parts out of the way first. And now it's Thursday night football and you're sitting there with the Browns at minus one thirty, but they're banged up. Both the running backs are out. No Baker Mayfield. I'm assuming the time you took this, you knew there was no Baker Mayfield. Cause that's when the line kind of, I did know that. Um, okay. This sounds terrible. I love Baker Mayfield, but, I think he needs like a one or two week break. He seems to be playing a little bit out of control. In my opinion, he seems to like, just be trying to be, he's trying to be Patrick Mahomes last the Mahomes of last year. Right. That's how I felt lately. Um, but case Keenum, he's no rookie. I mean, he's been in the league. He's not intimidated by the moment. I knew that. Um, and the Browns defense, I know they look like trash for a couple of weeks, but they're good. Like they've got major talent on both sides. Um, you know, the line and the corners. So I like them. So that's kind of where my gut was there. And yeah, so, and that was a big – go ahead, Julian. Just really quickly following up on that, like, was there something in specific with the Browns that made you more confident in them, or did you feel like you were getting good value there? Because the Browns were obviously six-point favorites and came coming, kept coming down all week. Now you're getting close to a pick em line, a little bit of value there. That's another case of the whole country is slamming one side of the of the bet, and I'm like – you know, Las Vegas didn't build these beautiful buildings to be losers. Um, and I, I just, NFL seems to be where I'm comfortable picking games. Um, I, I tend to be on the right side of those. And all week when the line was, when the line was five, I think I saw that I liked the Browns, but I wasn't going to lay five points. I wanted the, the money line. So I think when I made the Browns play, I don't remember exactly what the line was. I think it was minus 160 or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, obviously with the news and, you know, with, with losing their top two running backs, losing Baker Mayfield, like that that line just took such a dramatic drop all throughout the week there. So, I mean, honestly, kudos to you for still sticking with it because I'm way too much of a coward. I would have been on the Broncos side uh, without a doubt on that. Um, but with that said, at one point during all of these games, so all four legs here, were you the most nervous that this parlay may not hit? I don't know if you guys went and back and looked at that Sacramento-Portland game, but... Um... 
I was on my, my, my living room floor laying down on my back, watching it on TV. It was, uh, they were up 18 or 17 in the fourth quarter. I'm watching Portland just chip away, chip away, chip away. All of a sudden they have a game winning three. My heart's in my chest. I'm, I'm about to go down. I, I didn't want to wake up my kids. My wife's texting me to shut the hell up. It was, uh, that, that was, uh, that was a hard one. That was the hardest one for me to wheel home. I won't lie. All right. So you told us that you've been betting on sports for about 16 years here. The script in front of me says, is this the biggest bet you've ever hit? Come on. This is the biggest bet you've ever hit. $1.3 million. <laughs> I assume the answer here is yes. So tell me if that is true. And then if just, what are some other ones comparable? If you have anything in this realm? I do. Uh, last year, I'm going to give you guys a quick story. I hit um, another, I hit it for 997,000 is, uh, is the last the, the biggest wager before the one I hit the other day. Um, and the funny part is, is I was in Cleveland, same stadium. I, I, I didn't go to the game this year, but I was in Cleveland when they played the Baltimore Ravens last year. And uh, I had Baltimore to beat the, the Browns and Justin Tucker kicked a game winning field goal with time expiring. Um, so I, I've, I've had a big win before, but this one felt so much better. Um, just the way that it kind of came together and, you know, I just enjoyed it way more. So we saw the video on social media. It's been, you know, all over the place of you celebrating with your friends. Can you just take us back to that moment when the game was over and you know, you knew that 1.3 million was coming right into your account, baby. Yeah. Uh, that was a, <laughs> it's kind of a surreal moment. People will be like, sure. Oh, you know, I know what that would be like. Uh, it's actually kind of overwhelming. Um, I was getting, uh, I have thousands of messages in my Instagram, you know, uh, it, it's a blessing and a curse. You know, I went from 3000 followers to 18,000 followers in like two days. Um, I got people, you know, I wanted to give some of the cash back cause I believe in like good karma. So I, I just been, uh, I did a contest on live stream, gave away back some money and I had nothing attached to it. Like, I just, I felt like if I put that out there before the Browns game, it'd bring back good karma to me. And it did. And, uh, the gambling community, it's, you know, it's got so much, you can be from Oregon or New York and you're a gambler and you love each other and you love that. And I love the, I love the sports world. I just, I love it. So it was a big moment for me. It felt great, but uh, my friends kind of made it uh, even better. They were full, totally supportive. I think that's so awesome too, because we just had uh, what we call parlay guy on uh, a couple of weeks ago who hit the 15 leg parlay, which was just absolutely insane. But one of the first things that he said is that he wanted to give um, some of that money. He actually contacted the Ravens uh, about giving some of that money to Terry. So I think it's really awesome that both you and him uh, have that same mentality. That's great, man. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that you have hit one of these uh, a little while back. What I'm just curious, what your your gambling strategy is? Are you are are you do you bet straight games and you just kind of let loose sometimes on these parlays? Or are you just swinging for the fences on all these? Um, I tend to go in waves. Um, parlay. It, anybody that's gambled long enough knows that parlays are a trap. Like it's it's the lottery. Um, if you bet straight plays and you bet with your head and not with your heart, you know you're going to do better than most gamblers. Um, I I fall victim to being in that lottery. I. Everyone loves the big hit. Everyone loves to chase that, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine teamer. Um, like Sunday, I got my booty kicked betting straight plays. So, I mean, that's just how it works. Um, I always say gambling's got peaks and valleys. I was in a straight play valley on Sunday, but um, I'll be, I'll be doing some more parlays this week. 
um, and weeks to come. I'm, uh, I, I love DraftKings. Your guys' platform has made it really easy for me. We love DraftKings too. Um, all right, so <laughs> you mentioned you've been giving some of the money back, which is awesome. Uh, you mentioned, well, you also gave some of the money back by betting, uh, by betting on Sunday. Yeah. What, you know, big plans, I guess, for, for the rest of the money, the, the 1.3 that, that you have left, is it going to, is it, is that your bankroll for the season or? You know what? Um, I, I left 700,000 in the account, um, pulled out, uh, you know, a chunk of the money. Um, I hit another pretty big parlay with you guys, um, a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if you have access to my account. Um, I don't know how that works on your guys end, but, um, I hit a, there was another four teamer I had going with the Indianapolis Colts playing the Ravens last week. And, uh, I cashed a parlay out early in the, during the game. And, uh, I hit the cash out option for 400,000 on a $17,000 wager. Um, so that was a pretty big hit for me as well. And, uh, on that same game, I took 193 grand and put it on the Ravens to come back and win. So I, uh, I have that bankroll in there too. So I I've got a pretty good cushion in my bank account right now or my gambling account. And, uh, I look forward to kind of, I'm going to try and my goal is 10 million. I don't know what I can do to get there, but that's the goal. <laughs> now, Apparently see, keep see, doing what you're keep doing what you're doing. I, I'm glad that you mentioned cashing out on the part. Like it's also me. who are always like, Oh no, no, no. Go to let it ride. Like, if I'm profiting, especially like that much, I have no problem even cash out. It's a safe play. It's like you said, it's the lottery. There's nothing wrong with getting the cash out early on some of these parlays. Your ego gets in the way. I won't lie. Like, I'm five eight. I gotta compensate. I'm like cash out. I can't cash out. I'm five eight. You know, so it's it's hard. You know, it's uh, I've been insulted on both sides. I I lost yeah. uh, I, I lost a seventeen parlay this year with the lions plus 12 against the Packers because my ego got in the way and I didn't cash out at halftime, you know? So, uh, that was hard. So how do you handle some of the, the, you know, some of the losses here too? Cause like you mentioned, like, you know, peaks and valleys here. And I think it's very human to, you know, when you miss on some of these plays, you're like, Oh man, like you start to question everything that you're doing. Like, am I doing the right information? Yeah. Am I making the right plays? But you know, at least for me, if I'm making plays and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not betting as high as you are, but if I'm making these plays, I know that I did my due diligence to make the right plays. It's easy to question that, but you kind of go through yeah. that same mentality as well. So I went through that like last night I was sure, like, man, yeah. I got my ass kicked. I don't have any clarity. Like I usually have yeah. clarity during football yesterday. I was blind. Um, I think the gambling community in general needs to humanize losing, you know, yeah. everyone wants like, if you don't win every game, it's impossible. Um, these people that are selling picks, all they do is post their winners. You know, I'll never <laughs> buy picks from anybody. I think it's disgusting. Um, you know, go with your own gut and live with it. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I got to get my head back on my own. Like right now I won that 1.3 lost on Sunday. Now I feel this big again. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all right. Well, we're hoping that you build it back up on Sunday or at least over the weekend with some kind of win. We'll get you out of here on this. It is early but i assume you've taken some kind of some kind of peek at the board any pick or at least a strong lean for uh for this upcoming weekend and we are not uh, holding you accountable so don't worry about that <laughs> all right i'll tell you right now i'm gonna pull it up for you real quick um the game that i saw earlier i want to see if the line changed because lines have been changing a lot lately it's been kind of crazy to watch um i'm gonna get judged for this one but are you ready we're ready 
Bears plus three and a half at home. They look so bad. How do you not bet oh, them this week? Man. I mean, <laughs> how do you not bet the horrible, disgusting, you know, Matt Nagy offense? I that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna bet this week. Well, going in your I'm favor, take that as a just homer came pick. through. What did you think? I said I'm gonna take that as a homer pick. He said he's a big Bulls fan, so I assume he's a Bears fan. But in his I'm favor, in his favor, yeah. it was just announced that Matt Nagy has tested positive for COVID nineteen, so he might not even be a part of that game. So that might mean that might be what they <laughs> they're <laughs> going to win. What they need, yeah. they're coming through. <laughs> that that is helpful for the Bears. No play calling by him. They're going to win by twenty. <laughs> yeah, get the value while you can. All right, Marco. Hey, thank you so much, man, for coming on, sharing your story. Obviously, an incredible story. You know, this is one of thank those parlays that you know people dream about winning. So, really cool to see you. And, and the video what, what was just the cherry on top, man. Like we missed out on those type of reactions and seeing that live. So that was awesome too. But uh, thanks for coming on the Unreasonable Odds podcast, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You guys are the best. Hope wish you guys well. Thanks, man. Thanks, Marco. Bye-bye. All right, we'll be back with more unreasonable odds right after this. All righty. Well, that's how you win $1.3 million in a parlay. Steve and I will be looking forward to doing that ourselves uh, in the near future. Um, you just got to you just gotta be able to get the 30K together to throw on that parlay, Steve, which... If you keep getting the cards that you're getting in your box breaks and the jackpots that you're getting at the local casino, won't take too long for you to scrap that together. A lot of autos next to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right, let's take care of some housekeeping. Congratulations to the 10 of you that listened in and won $50 free bets on DraftKings Sportsbook. Good luck with your free bets. Hopefully you got something cooking up this upcoming week. Um, Another reminder, when you answer the question, Get it right. They are layups and include your DraftKings username. Some of you got it right. The answer was the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship last year. You didn't include your DraftKings username. Can't give you a ticket, a free bet, if you don't have a DraftKings username. Some of you said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I didn't say Super Bowl. I said NBA championship. Listen to me. I'm trying to give you money and get them right. We will have another contest this week um, giving away – likely tickets, I would say, to, to DraftKings DFS contest, maybe free. To be determined. Don't, don't promise. To be determined. Yeah, we're giving away something later in the week yeah. on Thursday's podcast if you listen in. So make sure you're following at Unreasonable Odd to get your hands on that. Congratulations to those of you that have won Millionaire Maker tickets, free bets, um, and so on. So, yes, follow the podcast at Unreasonable Odd on Twitter for that. Follow Steve on Twitter at SBKN24. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Edlow because some of the content that we will have for you next week will be coming live from the Sports Betting National Championships. Um, that event is being held, put on by DraftKings in New Jersey. We will be there. We will have an episode of Unreasonable Odds, li- uh, not live, but on site from the event for you guys um on friday next week and then we'll have coverage of the event uh throughout the weekend so that's something for you to tune into um that's a show i think right yeah sure all right great thank you for listening to unreasonable odds we will be back on thursday with a guest to cover the nfl week eight board nice